pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. You're listening to Resonance 104.4 FM. It's the greatest radio station in the world. And what better fit for the greatest radio station in the world than us, one life left. That's us. Now. Good evening and welcome to another another edition of Resonance 104.4 FM's video game radio show. We're One Life Left and I am Steve Curran. I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. We've got an hour-long show today. Hey, um, did you hear the Radio 5 live news? I didn't. Uh, this morning they announced that they're starting a bike show. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. So oh. having failed to conquer the world of video games, they've decided to launch against our flagship show. Really? Yeah. Our, our flagship, One Life Left flagship. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> our bike show section. Is the bike show. Yeah. Just before us, you heard the bike show. Went on very long. <laughs> didn't he? He had, he had many guests. Right to limit. Didn't, didn't quite transgress into our time slot. Well, he, close. he knows better than that. We should make the most of this hour, uh, which means talking about video games rather than talking about the bikes. Hey, guess what? What? <laughs> guess who's coming back today? Who? Craig the Rage. No. Is he? Somebody was asking about him, weren't they, in our correspondence? Yep. Craig the Rage. Excellent. A feature from Craig the Rage. And what I thought was the track listing is a <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's actually a letter. Right. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Are you gonna play it line by line then? That actually says you see, Anne made the CDs today. Right. Oh, I just wrapped it in go? anything that was in my bag. I don't know what So you've got says. the contents so of Eurogamer. She thought, I thought that what she'd given me was the track listing. No. So I was about to tell you what's it's a letter coming up from on the show. Anne. But instead it says, hi, Anne. <laughs> Thanks for choosing to join Fitness First. <laughs> <laughs> I did quite recently. Why did you choose, choose to join I them? I join it for my work and it's cheap. Wow. You should be getting some benefits I for your... should be, uh, for my publicity. Yeah, you should be, yeah. We'll, we'll be talking about that aspect of stuff a little later. Yeah, I'm well, sure. Uh, you can collect your new membership card from the team at the Bloomsbury Club. On when are you, when are you going next? Because Steve I, and I should come down and just and, and watch. Apparently I can bring a friend for free on Friday, right, so right. do come along. We'll do. <laughs> we will do. Uh, also in the studio, though, we should uh, introduce our guests, which we've forgotten to do for the last couple of shows. We have, sorry about that. It's not that, the, not that these guests have been here for <laughs> two shows. <laughs> Please let me talk. Uh, we've got two guests in uh, this evening. I'd like to welcome, first of all, guest number one, Rob Crossley, Associate Editor of CVG. Rob, welcome. Pleasure to be here. How are you Hi, doing? Rob. Very well, thank you. How are you guys? Yeah, we're good. good I, I was wondering then, when you introduced him, whether we should go for a zoo radio style feel, because we do have quite a full studio today. We do, yeah. I mean, which means sort of whooping There's and There's a man in the corner it? reading what looks like a dictionary. <laughs> 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 That's how bored he is. Uh, and in uh, guest seat number two, it's uh, Lee Alexander. Hello. Lee Alexander, uh, editor at large, Gamma Sutra? Yep. Gamma Sutra? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and you said you do some other stuff as well, including a column and edge. Well with, done. With a picture of her. 
With a picture of it, yeah, exactly. It's got a picture. Well, Edge famously never used to have bylines, did it? They didn't. Now they've got pictures. Pictures, apparently. My house standards have dropped. (laughs) We do radio. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks thanks for flying all the way over. Uh, Because you you ordinarily live in New York, don't you? Yes, I do. It's a a tough time for New York right now, isn't it? Yeah, apparently my city's being rocked by a hurricane. Right. And... uh, I don't know if my cats are okay. I live really right outside a flood zone. But last year there was supposed to be a hurricane that was, you know, they evacuated everybody and I was warned about the flood zone and it turned out to be not a big deal. So So you're sick of them crying wolf, are you? (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Well, that's Alexandra, our uh, our, uh, weather girl. Uh, (laughs) We should go from the weather to the news. On Monday the 29th of October, I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. Zynga is in trouble. The social gaming monster has let go 5% of its full-time workforce and shut its Boston studio with its UK and Japanese studios likely to follow. CEO Mark Pincus also announced that the company is sunsetting 13 games. This comes as figures show Zynga lost over $160 million in the first nine months of the year. Good luck to everyone looking for a new job now. Sunsetting in the job. Terrible. It's horrible. It's the worst. Uh, uh, When did they announce this, Anne? Uh, During the the Apple launch of the uh, iPad Mini. Pretty poor form, wasn't it? It's terrible. Because everyone's obviously watching that. Were you watching that? No, what day was it on? <laughs> <laughs> this is our, this is our, our news fox here. Yeah. Isn't finger on the pulse, that sort of thing. What day was the uh, was the Apple thing? It was uh, was it Thursday or Friday? I think it's probably drinking. Journalist, do you know? I can't recall. I think yeah. it was the Wednesday. I it, think it was the Tuesday. It's been dragging on for so long. I think it was the Tuesday. Was it? I'm but, not just but, saying that, right? Because I read a defence that said uh, Zinger. Singer didn't do this deliberately against the Apple thing. It was just they needed to give HR uh, Monday to fire everybody. (laughs) (laughs) To sunset people. That's what they did on Monday, to sunset everyone. And then Tuesday they were ready. (laughs) They didn't know about it for months and months or anything. That's what I read. uh, I I I think that announcing it during the Apple press conference kind of backfired as well because that in itself became news. a scandal. And what's happened now? I feel like we're on Have I Got News For You incidentally. <laughs> that sort of uh, direction of question. So what's happened because of that, Rob Crossley, for, for one point? Um, uh, they're going to do okay, I suppose. No, they're... no. Well, what, 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 but who they incurred the wrath off for treating their staff so poorly? Who? Buzz in. Everyone? <laughs> Wrong. Uh, they've been threatened by Anonymous, haven't they? Oh, yes. Oh, of course. Those guys. I didn't know about this. Yeah, it's well. Probably, yeah. So they've said that they're going to take them down on November the 5th, apparently. What are they going to well, do? What out? does take them down They're going to firework them. <laughs> <laughs> are they also plotting a gunpowder? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Wow. Yeah. That's taking well, it quite, well, quite far. <laughs> Microsoft wants to turn the Xbox into a phone. Not really, but it does want to start charging customers a monthly subscription fee for the console. In America, you can buy an Xbox for $99 as long as you sign up for two years of Xbox Live for $14.99 a month. It's likely that this contract-style price plan will go international at some point. Speaking to the Wall Street Journal, Microsoft's Matt Barlow explained that this type of program is pivotal to our business as it starts thinking of the Xbox as a service rather than a device. If you do sign up for these, please please remember the Xbox is not a phone and it will hurt your back if you put it in your bag. (laughs) This is an experiment, right? I think it's part of a wider plan, actually. Mm. This is what they did. I, I think this is Microsoft's equivalent of what Sony did with the PSP Go, which they were just trying out digital downloads, mm. so whether they could yeah. see whether that worked on the Vita. And the Xbox is at the end of its life now, right? Mm. So, Absolutely. So well, how long would you Aww. give it, Simon? <laughs> <laughs> Are they sunsetting it's, it? It's very shallow sunset. breathing. It's <laughs> yeah, it doesn't know where it is. Uh, it's all confused. Yeah, so it seems like a good time for them to try new business models. I th- yeah, I think it's inevitable that we'll be doing this. This is a smart move, Lee. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that they'll have a hard time selling consoles at traditional price points in the next generation. So uh, they're trying to acclimate consumers ahead of time to the fact that it's a service that's a value. Um, even at the end of the console's lifespan, you notice that they're differentiating one, from one another through service offerings and through software downloads versus um, by the hardware, which is no longer particularly distinct at this, po- this point in their lives. So I think they're just going with that. 
That was a serious answer, wasn't it? <laughs> we love services, though, don't we, Simon? Should I crawl on the table and dance about it? If then? you wouldn't mind. Fine. Yes. We're, We're all friends. Like... We've talked about this before. Yes. Love Netflix and we do, Spotify. Yeah, I'd be very and... happy to move to this sort yeah. of model. I think that it's where games have led, real life is becoming a series of microtransactions. Mm. And that's where we're going to be eventually. serious answer, That's quite Simon. deep quoted. You heard him here say it first. It's true. Um, and what I was going to point out, though, Anne, was that f- um, from next week, can we try a new experiment with, new experiment with the news? No. Steve, what was your <laughs> Steve, what was your idea for the video which was how to get one life left on an Xbox? What were you gonna what was the <laughs> Oh, this is uh, this is so we read that um we we saw that outside Xbox, those guys, they did a video saying they can now be pinned to the dashboard. It was how to get outside Xbox on the dashboard. And the idea was you could just look it up in Internet Explorer. Uh, and they made a very detailed video of this, uh, you know, showing how to get outside Xbox on the dashboard. So, what did we think, Simon? Well, you told me that you thought, and you discussed it with the head of news over there. I did. Right. Uh, you wanted to, because they'd done an introductory YouTube video yeah, on how very, to do that. very, very thoughtfully produced. What you wanted to do was uh, find a way of um, copying that video, and every time they mention outside Xbox, get Anne shout, One Life Left! Over there. <laughs> so, like, how to get One Life, one life Left she on your Xbox. She shout, she says it really elegantly. Well, exactly. I am elegant. Um, so, but in future, you know you say that that guy was, you know, he said to the Wall Street Journal, just say he said it to us. But that is a that is a lie, Simon, and that is stealing someone else's work. And we don't do that here yet. <laughs> a student game jam held at Bedfordshire University has broken the Guinness World Record for the largest game jam ever. The event, organised by Microsoft and Train to Game, was cre- was to create games for Windows 8. 329 students created 41 games over 72 hours. Most of the games are now on the Windows 8 store already. The new store and OS launched on Friday. If none of them made a game about making jam at the game jam, we will be so disappointed. So they got just. This is worse than Foxconn, isn't it? <laughs> so Microsoft has just got kids to write a load of games to populate the Windows Store. Is that the gist of this? Basically, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who did we say we're using babies last week? That was Nintendo. 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 Yeah. Hands, though. Sorry. Did anyone lose their hands? <laughs> Do you know more? <laughs> Uh, well, did they, Anne? Uh, yes. Right. <laughs> Three okay. students. That's just making stuff up. That's as bad as copying people. She Is said it? yet. Yeah. Um, so do we know if, what these games were like? Brilliant. Were they? were they? Yeah, they were brilliant. Right. Great. Don't have a clue. Don't have... Windows 8. Oh, that. Yeah, right. don't have that. To Not going to upgrade in case the maps don't work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, a good thing for them to do, though, was it, I guess, with the students? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's always nice to get people, uh, students, people who are going to be part of the industry in the future, involved in new devices and new ways of making things. So, you know, Rob, that's totally fine. Rob, you got involved in the Game Jam recently, I didn't did, you? did, yes. Um, it was a journo dev swap where journalists became developers, developers became journalists. And I think the main thing I learned is that a Game Jam, those words sound quite fun. <laughs> well, it's well, it's uh, it's actually sitting at a chair for twenty four hours. Yeah, if if, like it, if, 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 if it was yeah. if it was called that, I don't think very many people would do it, would yeah, they? I know, I know. <laughs> also, uh, we'd lose one of Anne's best jokes about this being a jam. And make somebody should make a game about making jam. It's a funny joke. Is that the last? The, is that genuinely the first time you've used that? Yeah, it seems unlikely. I know. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Hotline Miami creator Jonathan Soderstrom has entered the den of thieves and bandits to help them play his game. When the pirates of Pirate Bay complained of bugs in their not-paid-for version, he turned up to let them know a new patch was being worked on to fix the problems. He explained, I don't really want people to pirate Hotline Miami, but I understand if they do. I've been broke the last couple of months. It sucks. The pirates could very easily pay him back by showing him where the treasure is buried. Works. Works. I mean, it works on all levels. (laughs) Can't can't find floor. (laughs) Just can't also. Basically, a technically technically perfect joke. Eight out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. Um, So, what do we think of this attitude then? It seems weird, (laughs) but I get what he's saying. I mean, he also went on to say that he. He just he wants people playing the game and he wants them anyone who you know however they got it he wants them playing it well he wants them playing it how it was intended to be played which I get but I would just he would be also s- like some money for yeah. that yeah 
you can't fight them, can you? You can't you can't stop people stealing your game. And the best he's going to get out of that situation is having a good reputation. Yeah, so they might so, as well play the best version of the game. Of, uh, yeah, and I think it's like the the concept of the honor bar, I suppose, isn't it? Where it's also it, it, true, yeah, I'm sure he will get more money out yeah. of that as well because some of those people will be sort of essentially guilted. Yeah. There are a lot of people, I'm sure, who steal stuff and say, yeah, I pay for the things I like. And if you're going to play on their consciences and go, this is a thing you like because I'm a nice guy, this is the time they'll pony didn't, up. Didn't he also, he also apologised for not introducing gamepad support to the pirated version as quick as he'd like. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then added it the next yeah, day. exactly. <laughs> I hope he's no longer broke. Finally, do not play more than 50 minutes of a game before you go to bed or you will not sleep. Well, you will sleep, but not as well. A study from an Australian university tested the sleeping patterns of teenagers who played between 50 and 150 minutes of a game before they went to bed. The ones who played less got to sleep quicker and had more dreamy sleep. They haven't tested this out on grown-ups yet, but teenagers are like smaller versions of adults, so it's probably the same. If you do need help falling asleep, One Life Left is happy to sing to you anywhere, anytime, at a cost of $60. <laughs> oh. Survey news I don't like talking about. Uh, also true, though, I guess. I, I'm sometimes too excited to sleep after playing my Vita. No, it's true. But I was going through the Metal Gear Solid games again in bed. I turn it off and then, yeah. Who's, who's behind this survey? Um, okay. It's, I don't entirely trust it. Basically, it seems like they were trying to make a bit of a splash. They were like, don't play video games before you go to sleep. Oh, but also don't the same effects happen if you watch the same amount of March of the Penguins. Right. So... And how, long is that, how long is March of the Penguins? Is it longer you than 150 on minutes? Yeah. yeah just, Why would you do that? <laughs> it's fun, isn't it? Well, surely it? you wouldn't be able to sleep if that was a conscious... You wouldn't be... Yeah. Well, there does a feature in Morgan Freeman's voice and that's quite soothing, right. I find. So it would maybe, put me to sleep, yeah. Would it? This well, news apparently. story crumbled under not very harsh <laughs> interrogation. Just <laughs> an idle question <laughs> more than... Yeah, but uh, we don't know who sponsored it or anything because usually these things are, you know, well, no, sponsored it by to be, it, was, it was set up by a master student, which right. makes me feel like he maybe was just like, I don't know, I've got to do something. Set up by <laughs> student. <laughs> but that sounds like, like this student must have been quite square then because you don't want like people to not let you play video game or not want to play game. Do you think he's, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like, leave it. He's like, uh, don't, play. Don't, don't play those yeah, games. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Talk. Me How instead. odd! What's he going to do next? And he's going to find out that drinking is drinking makes you feel funny. <laughs> That's his next project. Exactly, and and, and he's trying but, to have no friends by graduation. Exactly, and first, second, and third base you shouldn't bother with. Listening to One Life Left, a video game radio show on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is another 
brilliant piece of chip tune music taken from chipmusic.org. This is Vault 44 Diamond and a Half. It's uh, not very often we have vocals, is it? It's because video games can't speak. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. If they could, what would they say? Stop touching me. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. It's been a busy week, hasn't it, Simon? It has. We've been all over the place, haven't we? Literally and metaphorically. Um, Yeah, it's been the end of the London Games Festival. It's been the start and end of Nottingham Game City. Saw a lot of... uh, a lot of good things about Nottingham Game City. Mm. What, did one of those good things include you? Are you so, <laughs> ma- so many me tweets about the things you did. Simon Parkin needs to hang his sh- head in shame. I only did one, and I couched it. You, but yeah, but... That. Because people have been asking what I was up to, and I... Oh, you, you can't help it. Doing it for the, so, what, the people who follow you are like, oh, please tell us how good you were, Steve, please. We well, haven't said how good you are we were something I for a while. Can you do that for a bit? <laughs> There was Someone no room. Someone else said it. Someone he else said excellent. it. was excellent. There was no room. Don't you start. Don't humour him either. Because <laughs> I'm not funny. Yeah. <laughs> there was no room in the tweet. You only got 140 characters to, set, to be, you know, to be set as modest as I would have liked. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's why you should. Sure, sure. We will talk about me. this later. Talk Rob, about my behaviour. Talk about you. Hello. How are you, how are you doing? Very well, yes. CVG. So, she, so you, uh, how how are things with CVG at the moment? Yes, they're very good, thank you. Yes, uh, we're entering sort of city season. It is, moment, isn't it? Yeah, Do you look forward to this time of year? Uh, kind of. It's it's an exciting time because you kind of get all the big games. It's hit on. after hit. I think t- so. T- tomorrow is Assassin's Creed, is that right? It is indeed, yes. Uh, which is unusual for a game to come out on a Tuesday, is it? it? it well, actually, that's going to happen more frequently, Okay, uh, is what I hear. The right. game is going to go for sort of global launches because everything's online these days as well so you might as well and, merge and hr can sunset everyone on the monday <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that right so so what do we expect most games to start coming out on a tuesday from now on yeah, that's a well according to a report i read in uh, mcv yes right wow yeah. i didn't read that report front page was it? Yeah. What, on from Friday? No, it was uh, last year. <laughs> oh, that report. Yeah. Right. So has Sorry. it happened yet? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's happening gradually now, I think. So how do you, how do you stay on top of... Because uh, uh, the games industry is very uh, rear-ended, is that the right way to say it? So, so basically most of the big games come out between now and Christmas. Or actually, the, FIFA usually literally kicks it off, doesn't it? Backloaded. Yes. Backloaded. <laughs> Rear, yeah. Backloaded, isn't it? <laughs> No. Is that a car accident, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's it's which the game industry is a bit like sometimes. Yeah, yeah. In slow motion, <laughs> yeah, exactly. over 12 yeah, months. Yeah. In 140 characters. Uh, so yeah, it starts with FIFA and sort of runs through to... Uh, yeah, how do you stay on top of everything? Um, you, you just try your very best, really. Um, I mean, to be honest, the whole year you have to work as efficiently as possible. So, I mean, to be honest, by the end of the year you kind of got the hang of it, I'd right. say. That's assuming that you start at the uh, at the beginning of the yeah, year. Yeah, it's under that <laughs> one weird yeah, exactly. assumption <laughs> that you start in January. <laughs> but you, so you, uh, uh, I, I was, you, you originally, sorry, you didn't originally work on uh, MTV, but you used to be a trade journalist, didn't you? Yes, I did, yes. I was the uh, online editor for Develop. Okay, and that, that wasn't your first journalism job, was it? Uh, no, no. Uh, before I was in games journalism, I wrote for a number of magazines and newspapers and things like that. One of them, uh, just to show a bit of diversity, one of them was called The Chemical Engineer. Nice. That was about... That's my favourite! <laughs> <laughs> That was about uh, different colours of paint. Right. And, <laughs> Some uh, of the best colours of yeah. paint. Yeah, green was in there. So what did uh, you put on the covers of those magazines? Paint. 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 And did they used to bring out new, like, the most new colours yeah. in, in should, quarter four? I should say, before I defame them entirely, I should say, it was also about uh, things like global warming and uh, chemical processes and things like that. I, was, I, went, I did a postgrad course in uh, magazine journalism, and I was always taught that when you start out your career in journalism, go... Go into a sector that you don't think you're going to stay in for very long. Right. Make all your mistakes there, right? And then emerge in another. That's sector. excellent advice, isn't yeah. it? And it, but I, I still make that. mistakes, though. Right. <laughs> so, so uh, how was the move from trade journalism, which is predominantly sort of business, well, it's, it's sure. sort of wholly business to business, to consumer? How have you how have you handled that change? It was actually one of the reasons why I joined CVG because I think uh, certainly last year I've noticed that consumer websites and trade websites when it comes to games they're kind of sort of merging together and 
the thing is, is that, you know, sort of developers, they'll, when they talk about big issues, maybe if they tweet something on Twitter, they'll, they'll probably link to a consumer site. And much the same way you can see gamers linking to things on trade sites. So I kind of noticed that I'm starting to think that the audience is a kind of the same almost really and um, I, I, when, it, when it comes to the actual executives of an industry they read things like the Wall Street Journal or the Financial Times so um, I don't, in terms of what you actually do as between the difference between a, being a trade journalist and a consumer journalist there's not much difference really I just I don't write about game engines as much anymore right. <laughs> do you miss it uh, actually yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but have you, have you found um, that there's been a different reaction to uh, from the industry to you now that you're on a consumer yeah, side? Do you, do you find out things sooner or later? Or I was really surprised, actually, because a lot of developers are, are almost like talk to me like I've betrayed them or something. Right. And you, they I say, don't trust you as much. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of strange, really. But the thing is, is that when uh, on CVG, I pretty much write the same things I wrote on Develop. I mean, every now and then I'll do a story about a screenshot or something. But, 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 but the point is, I, I still do pretty much the same stuff, but it's... Uh, but people think I've kind of completely changed how I approach things. It's not true. It's right. Have you noticed any uh, any particular words slipping out of your vocabulary? New words that you're using at CMBG that you wouldn't use at Develop, um, and ones uh, you miss. Can't new words that have slipped out of my. Vocabulary. I'm just wondering what the difference in language between talking to different audiences. Well, ac- well to be honest, um, there's no real. At all? No, no, no difference at all, really, because mm-hmm. you, the way you structure a news story, you you kind of have to. Well, I think the best way of looking at it is almost mathematically in the way you have to sort of portray a story. So okay. it works. It works on all publications. Do you essentially feel like you've just moved office and you're doing the <laughs> yeah. same thing? If I feel I feel like I've turned my chair around. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, probably the oldest established. Brand to use a horrible word in video games, so. isn't it? And certainly in journalism, or because um, it was was it the first UK games magazine? Um, uh, yes, it was. Yes, um, and oh, it, I think it was the second. Actually. Okay, yeah. So, but it was there. You know, it was sort of from yeah. the start. It's pretty safe to say the second because no one's going to fight over that. <laughs> <are they? laughs> <That's true. laughs> um, Still sounds good though. It does. And now, uh, so it's, it doesn't ex- exist in print form anymore, but it lives no. on on the internet. So no, and it dropped the ampersand in in the in the name as well. So. <laughs> Wait, what? The so what's there now? Because well, it used to be computer and video games, so it used to be C and VG. Yeah. Now but now it's, it's CVG. Computer or video games. Computer, <laughs> yeah. But video games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, so having, having sort of lost the, the print thing and now uh, in, entirely online, I mean, it's a, it's, a deba- it's a debate that's been raging for a long time, but uh, is, is that inevitable? Is that the way that everything's going to go? I don't think that's going to be the same in all sectors. Certainly, uh, publications are going to move to online. And in an industry where your audience are very smart about how things work online, yeah, of course, I think that's going to happen a lot in video games journalism. But I think there's some magazines that will do pretty well. I mean, Edge, for example, has, has a strong... It's got a picture of Lee in it. That's why. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't find that on the internet. <laughs> We've tried. <laughs> Great. Thanks very much, Rob. Uh, you're going to stick around, uh, obviously. What are we doing now, Steve? Derek Williams. Just Dance 4 at the number one spot in the games charts, but of course Game City, and in particular the event of One Life Left Video Game Karaoke and Dancing, is number one in the awesomeness chart. Which is really the only reason they put on Game City, of course. And for me to bask in the waves of adulation. At least one person did genuinely ask, who's this Derry Williams? Which really shows how well my fame is spreading. Oh, when I was told I'm like Radio 4, which I presume means that someone no wants to hear of at parties. Or something. I really must apologise for my horrendously out-of-tune performance at karaoke, but hey, at least I put on a show. Or something. I just hope there's no incriminating evidence out there. But it's not just the karaoke and dancing that make it an awesome time at Game City. The three great talks at the ballroom were brilliant. I heard Adam Saltzman talking about creating the Hunger Games tie-in for iOS, which he did in 11 days. 
Lucky Frame talking about their fascinating music generation games. Then Arkham and Mode 7 talking of the love of creating complex games. All of them amazing insights into the game making process from people very knowledgeable and passionate about what they're doing. So yes, an incredible event which, if you've never been, you're severely missing out. I don't even need to be offered a free PS3 to say things like that. Thank you to everyone who made it a brilliant time yet again. So we're doing this all over again at Christmas, right? I'm Derek Williams and this is my all parted out free market economy. Derek Williams there. So, um, he, yeah, as he, um, I was going to say, as he alluded to, but he didn't, did he? He's just framed his whole piece around him singing <laughs> at Game City. He, he sang It's a Sin, didn't he, as part yeah. of the karaoke? He did. did. it very well. Yeah. He uh, withdrew some sunglasses from his from his jacket. and just happened uh, to have them with him. Yeah, so, what, <laughs> so afterwards, after we'd finished, uh, we were able to drink some more. I stood by the bar and I was, stat- I was chatting to Derek and uh, just, you know, saying, like, you know, how's it going? I think um, Ben, our caretaker, was there as well and then uh, a, a lady came up right, and interrupted us and went excuse me excuse me are you, are you Derek to, to, to Derek <laughs> and he's like yes and she said uh, just wanted to say I thought you were brilliant at him and I'm still there thinking <laughs> written some of these songs so I sang a couple well, I think I put more into it than De- and no no nothing we have created a monster <laughs> Do you remember that time we couldn't stop him? <laughs> I wasn't there. Were you not there? Oh, no. <sighs> Derek Williams, everybody. Well Derek yeah, Williams. Well done. Lee, Thanks, you Derek. saw Derek, didn't you? Uh, I you don't remember Derek. much of what I saw that night, actually. I remember that you were brilliant, actually. Thanks very much. Yes, I am, Simon. I just remember you three, so... <laughs> Obviously, I need to get some sunglasses. Uh, have you been enjoying your, your trip to the UK? It's your first time here, isn't it? Yeah, well, since I was six, yeah. Okay, how's it changed? Uh, How have you changed? <laughs> well, the first time I ever came to England, I was visiting my grandparents, and I insisted on buying a really expensive stuffed animal. And right. my mother was like, you can get this back at, the, back in, at a Kmart in America for much less money, plus the exchange rate. Can't you wait till we get home? Couldn't wait. So there is a photo of me at about six cradling a stuffed animal on the steps of some uh, distinguished London building, and I look very triumphant. And what was the animal? It was a wuzzle. Um, That's not even an animal, is it? A wuzzle? Uh, it, it's native to the British Isles. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> yeah. only have them here. What's it called? Well, it was a toy line that they had at the time. Uh, animals oh, that were half nice. one thing, half another thing. Oh. So this was a wuzzle. What was that, Simon? Half one thing and half another. Half a womble. And half a... I got an elephant kangaroo. It was an elephant kangaroo, and uh, his name was Ellaroo, and I was glad to have him, and that's all I remember about my first trip to England. Right, and so you've come back now to find some more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've been looking all over, and uh, it's been a challenge. Right. Uh, In the absence of those, I mean, things have changed since then. I mean, it's a rude question to ask a lady, but how old are you? You, well, you look a lot younger. Sorry, how old are you? 21. You're, exactly. You look 21 today as well. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank uh, you. So, yeah, how have things changed over here then? Uh, there are a lot less wuzzles. Right. <sighs> so, what have you been... So, you've... The first thing you did was go to Game City. Yes, I... Yeah, I've spent the week in Nottingham attending Game City. Okay. I gave some talks and I uh, was privileged to attend the uh, One Life Left karaoke. Derek was good, wasn't he? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> All I remember is Simon Byron. <laughs> Good. And uh, so what are your plans next? Uh, I'll be spending the week in London, uh, bouncing around friends' places and trying to get some work done, hopefully. <laughs> Do you have any missions while you're over here? Uh, I, my mission is, inf- is to go to, to go to Polish whatever cocktails with you tomorrow, Are Steve? you going to infiltrate the UK games development scene? Well, actually, I, I hope so. I, I, I'd like to get a job over here if I can. Whoa, um, hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you? I'm yeah, American. I have to be you direct. You do know this is right, and that other people will listen to this. That's okay. Is it? What, what would you say your qualities are? Uh, uh, I'm really good at picking out stuffed animals. <laughs> that is what the games industry is. Yes, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we're all into getting cute things that we can take home. That's true. Only if you hashtag them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I've been tweeting all week that I want a wuzzle. So. Right, wow. Interesting. So, so, so you're you're scouting out uh, employment opportunities. Well, I obviously. wouldn't say officially. No. Um, Unofficially, though. Off, I'm, off the let's record. just say I'm having such a lovely time here that uh, it would be nice to emigrate at some point if I can. Interesting. You yeah. said to me on uh, on fr- on Thursday night. You said I either want a job here or I want to marry someone. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I may or may not have said that. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. We we were se- we. I was several cocktails and uh, songs. Deep 
cheap. But uh, no, I love New York. I really do. It's a great city. And uh, I'm freelance, which means I am able to work from anywhere. Um, But where I live in Brooklyn is very much a young people's town. And uh, I'm starting to be the oldest person there. And uh, And also, it may not exist anymore. Yeah, Steve, way to make light of a tragedy currently affecting my home. It's all all we can do. It's what it's British humour is all about. You're going to have to get used to that. British humour is all about hoping my cats drown. Thanks, Steve. I'm sure they'll be fine. So, so what are the uh, what have you seen are the the differences between the US games industry and the and what you've what you've discovered from the UK games industry? We're a lot nicer, and we don't need free PS3s. Really? (laughs) Well, because that's because you were were all given Xboxes a couple (laughs) of years ago. Uh, No comment. <laughs> um, I feel like if you need a machine for your work, you should be able to requisition one through official channels. Right. Okay. Mm. Interesting. That's the only difference, is it? Uh, uh, you're putting me in a really hard spot here. Um, the, the the US Games Press has me. How's that? <laughs> for now. Don't, don't they spell loads of words wrong? Yeah. Like, there are loads of Zs instead of Ss. Yes. Yeah, yeah. well, we when I, when I submit to Edge, um, I try to do the editor courtesy and try to um, anglicize all my spellings so that they won't have to do as much work. Say trousers. <laughs> <laughs> you say it. You say it every day. How do you <laughs> he doesn't know? wear yeah, them exactly. every day. <laughs> Do you think that he lives in some sort of futuristic house where all he has to do is utter the name of look, the gar- I, I, gar- next garment he wants to put on? I, look, I've, I've not magically been to slide on. I've not you been want to, to hear him say pants yet? and socks beforehand. I've not been to Steve's house Shoes. yet, but let me tell you that is how I visualise Steve's life. Yeah. Tomatoes. <laughs> right, and here they come. Ban- yes, bananas, tomatoes, all of that. And yeah. then I'm covered that in that them. is a key difference is the spelling of the words. That's the biggest difference between the US and Everything, the UK games press. Everything's basically the same apart from that. Mm. Interesting. Good, all right. Well, if you move over, you can become a, a, a regular. Yeah, I would love to. It would be a great honour. You know, I love you three. I love spending time with you. Well, um, we, we can. What's our salary package? But we have to get that from another company. (laughs) I I just thought I could get a PS3. We'll have to work on it. (laughs) Okay, some music and then we'll be back with the letters. of music this is by Tommy it's called Dunce Dance or Dance Dance I noticed you could I, I was having real trouble with Simon Parkin's brilliant li- lyrics for Umbrella about blame it on Umbrella right. Resident Evil song and uh, I couldn't make it rhyme it turns out because I can't say dance it's, it was dance ah. dance D is how, how it's properly pronounced dance 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 hopefully he will be performing that at our Christmas party are we having a Christmas party we're having a Christmas party this year Simon it's happening okay when 15th of December great where not sure yet <laughs> London confirmed London, London. Town. what's the lineup? The lineup is One Life Left Hooray. performing Yay. one song left. Yep. Uh, and other things. We will be doing a live show from the party oh. as well. Really? Yep, we no. will. We Why? will. Because that's never gone well. Because the regular features lot have said they're gonna do a live show from the party. Oh, we're, doing as well. them, we're doing them at opposite ends and people have yeah. to vote with their feet. Is that right? They do. That is right. Why uh, why are regular features gonna be there? They're gonna be at the party too, Steve. Regular Features doing something very, very special. Oh. The party. Our friends, Regular Features. Best friends. Who else? Hookshot LNC. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hookshot Inc. will be there. Doing what? Undecided. Mm. Cool. <laughs> right, so uh, you can book your train tickets now. Um, you do that, listeners, and uh, we'll find a venue. 
letters. Got to push on, Simon. Okay, Damien Ashfield writes, I don't think I bought you all a drink at Game City. I really, really should have. Sadly, I'm also seeking an apology for the rough housing I received at the hands of your burly community manager <laughs> for recording the intro to your Peter Molyneux baiting songs. If it's not forthcoming, I will release the footage. Love you all anyway. What luck. Steve Bot. That's true. The only way you'll ever see this Peter Molyneux song performed is in person. Yes. Book those train tickets now. Uh, so good to see all of the One Life Life super fans. Yeah. At the event. yeah thank, thank you, you for coming. so much for nice coming. Time. Dear Team Plus, super special guests, plus the stacked legions of enemies of the show lurking just out of sight. Firstly, commiserations on falling prey to the frankly disgusting prejudice of an uncaring, ungrateful and frankly undeserving industry at the Games Media Awards. If I remember rightly, though, hasn't every winner of the best broadcast since you won since stopped broadcasting? Yes. yes. And before we won as well. Yeah. Hmm. Wouldn't this mean that the award goes to the surviving second place broadcast? Surviving. <laughs> like that. And since it is obvious that One Life Left only lost by one vote in 2010 to 2012, wouldn't that mean that all intervening years' awards were rightfully yes. yours? Yes, yes, that yes is it correct. would. Yes. Quick questions. One is Craig either literally or poetically dead? No. Can you plug the Christmas party again? Done it. What is the great, greatest disappointment of your gaming careers? Definitely not right now. Crash Bandicoot. Yes. Sure. <laughs> uh, from Tom Peacock. Hello all. Long time listener, first time writer, inner person. I'm writing because you are probably in need of a letter given how much of a debacle it seems to be every week. <laughs> anyway, I may as well ask a question now, right? I saw the, ad, uh, the Wii U advert on the TV the other day and must say that whilst I was initially intrigued, it seems to me like even Nintendo now don't have a clue of what they're going to do with this thing. I've now heard they are selling the consoles at a loss too. Basically, do you think this could Dreamcast or are Nintendo holding something huge back in the coming months? The clincher for me is if they finally sort out their online stores, online multiplayer. Um, but if you remain to be convinced... What would convince you to get one? I have attached a photo of an overweight man dressed as Sonic the Hedgehog whilst I was at Komikaze in LA whilst on my travels. He, he really knows he us. He does know us, yeah. It's a funny picture as well because yeah. he's a bit too big for the Sonic. Uh, it's really funny. <laughs> so what do you think, Simon? We US or we you know? We, uh, we, we know. Uh, it's it's going to be difficult. It will sell out at launch, but um, whether it's going to be another we... Yes or no? No. Yeah. Oh, I say yes. Uh, I'm withholding uh, comment just now. I don't know what the score was. What there. do you say? Me? Mm. I don't even know what it is. I'm also stalling. Yes. Let's say yes. Let's yes. be positive. Let's yes. say yes. 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 Say yes. Definitely. yes. Definitely yes. Any more letters? Yes. Uh, yes, this is from Ben Hall. Hello, team. Possibly plus a super special guest. It seems that Game City was another great success, and yep. I've not heard any reports of indie developers being pushed over. So it seems that you were well behaved this year. Congratulations. I could only attend the karaoke which was excellent as usual but it meant I missed out on the Reads Like a 7 event. Sources close to this reporter have mentioned that some of the readings went really well and a few of the audience cried during Steve's Dwarf Fortress talk. I'm a little confused as to how this would happen. Did he take his top off again? <laughs> Any, anyway, thanks to you and Game City for trying to regain our trust in video games again. It'll take time, but I'm sure you'll come out of this stronger or with, an, or with another award that you can sell for Taylor Swift tickets on eBay. Cheerio! Oh, did people cry? Yeah, I did. Oh, Someone on the internet that wasn't sakes. Lee said that they cried cried as well. well. I'm very emotional. I cried through half of it. <laughs> well, can uh, you get through this letter without crying? I'll give it a try. This is from Thomas Michael Smith. Um, it's titled Bikes in Video Games. Oh, good. Hello, gang. Hello, guest, Hi. if there is a guest. Hello. Please. After last week's suggestion that you collaborate with the bike show, I wonder how you can best combine video games and bikes. The only video game bike that comes to my mind is the bike in the Pokemon games, but perhaps I'm poorly educated on such things. Maybe a Doug Wilson-esque game controlled by a bike would be a word the combination. Mm. Perhaps the best possible collaboration would simply be puns. Fixed Gears of War. Uh, Love the show. Keep it up. Tom Smith. Oh, thanks, Tom Smith. Well, we I think we mentioned it last week. We're in negotiations with Resonance at the moment to do a collaboration. Crossover. Crossover. Takeover. Let's one, go takeover. One bike left. Uh, so Earthbound we'll bike. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, does that work? Yeah, Earthbound bike. Let's say it works. Yeah. Great. It definitely works. Right, thanks so much. Thanks for your letters, everybody. We did animal yeah. biking. 
monkey bike. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even have to beg this Halo week for bikes. Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Crazy Motorcycle. <laughs> you win thank you uh, if you've got anything you would like to say uh, please email us team at onelifeleft.com and remember the best letter gets a free PS3 Craig the Rage McClellan Russell Howard's good news BBC Three's most successful entertainment programme returns for a seventh series this autumn since the show debuted in 2009 cumulative ratings have grown from 1.7 million to over 5 million a week including BBC iPlayer on which Russell Howard's Good News is regularly the most watched show across all BBC channels. This series, Russell will once again be offering up an energetic look at global goings-on and finding his own uniquely upbeat angle on the news each week. Russell first started performing stand-up just moments after he hatched from a leathery egg by the bins behind the kitchen of Bristol Jonglers just nine years ago. His first words were, Susan Boyle, Ninja, Amazing, David Cameron, nice one. Russell gains inspiration for his stand-up material by wandering around a Superjoy outlet store in Essex, stroking t-shirts, cradling pairs of boot-cut jeans and inhaling the scent of mid-price hoodies. Russell has a weekly appointment with a team of anatomy and physiology researchers at University College London who are curious as to how a man can survive with a blood supply that is 85% carling extra-cold lager. Russell's favourite video game is Pro Evolution Soccer 5, although he's yet to actually play a game because he is instantly transported into a hypnotic state by the Kasabian song that plays over the intro screen. Russell's favourite food is tuna. Break the Rage McClellan. Where's he been? Oh, I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't think any of us want to know, but he is our One Life Left in-house poet, and he is brilliant. Please, please buy his book. 64 Bits of Craig. No, 64 Bits of Pain. pain. That's yeah. right. Um, anyway, we've got to get on with our review section. So, Simon, what have you been playing this uh, week? I still can't beat Peace Walker, 7 out of 10. <laughs> Good. Um, it's really annoying me. It, it is annoying me. I'll go next. Uh, beat Tokyo Jungle last night. Okay, congratulations. Uh, hate boss battles. Yes, well, that's where I am. Constantly frustrating. Right. Managed to fluke my way through it, essentially, by attrition. Uh, beat it. It is mental. The plot of that game makes no sense at all. Um... I won't go into it. You, you should play it yourself. Seven out of ten. Why, why don't games have cheats anymore? Like what uh, I want to do is know. put on Infi Health yeah. or something friendly <laughs> yeah. like that, and yeah. then just stand in front of Peter Walker and go, "Well, you know, let me just see the final game cutscene." Anyway, yeah, yeah, I, I right. really want to yeah. talk more about this game. I've got time. And um, so I really enjoyed seeing people play Mega Gurp at um, Game City. So I went home to play the actual one with my fingers. <laughs> Um, and then I uh, played through a lot of the other games that are on uh, Bennett Foddy's website and I discovered Sun God which is my new best favourite game of all time it's beautiful if you like uh, aquamarine greeny colour and also pink so there's uh, two people who are controlled by uh, the M and the Z um, keys keys Um, and basically one of the, they're attached by a bungee jump rope. One of them jumps and then pulls the other one forward. And you just go through this beautiful like landscape up these... I think it looks like it's snowing or something. But it's just so, so beautiful. Beautiful music plays in the background. It's against the clock, but there's no clock. You get points, but you don't really see the points. It's just so lovely. And I really, really, really want to play it with a friend. Um, please, will someone play it with me? I will give it 7 out of 10. Uh, I've been playing uh, Dishonored um, on PC. It's uh, one of those, obviously, AAA games where you can do anything and there's lots of cutscenes and there's an orchestral score and everything like that. 7 out of 10. <laughs> Sweet. Seems wow, fair well if you can do everything. Yeah, that's it? right. Lee. Um, well, I'm separated from all my hardware, so since I've been at Game City, I have been trying to play Super Hexagon. I'm really terrible at it. I watched people compete at it, and uh, I saw uh, Jason Killingsworth do about 140 seconds on that game. To put it in perspective, I can do seven out of ten. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Super Hacks again. Uh, Lee, have you tried playing it when you're drunk? Yeah, I think I'm even worse at it then. It is worse. They advise you to have it. I heard someone say have a glass of wine and then try it. No. But uh, there's nothing that can make me better at that game. Okay, that concludes our review section. Great. Double time. Uh, time for some music and then we'll be back. 
I mean, it'd be weird if we weren't back. <laughs> Definitely back. We made it. It's a shame the uh, the mics weren't up uh, during that <laughs> song because uh, Rob Crossley took to reading out uh, n- names and terms and phrases for 18th century women of the night. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what a hobby. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> technically true. That's I mean, the book was handed entirely to me. true. <laughs> it is entirely true. What you were doing? I, I did find it quite arousing. If you just, Thanks, yeah. This is the brilliant National Broadcast Network. Uh, you can find more of his stuff on chipmusic.org. I think this is from a Donkey Kong Country tribute album. I like it. So it's not just uh, the man with the dodgy book that's in the corner of the room. There's something else in the room, isn't there? Where? Where? Well, it's that elephant oh. in the room. I think um, it's very nice to talk about Steve like that. Boom. <laughs> Paul, you're probably wondering why we didn't read your letter out. Um, well, want to know more. Here it is. He says, hi, one, hi, one left left team and presumptive super special guests. I felt terrible about your lack of letters last week, especially due to the vulnerable state you were in, so I wanted to write in and cheer you up. And what more cheery subject could there be than the ethics of the games media? The brouhaha that has occurred over the last week, originally focusing on the conduct of the gaming press and the GMAs, but now growing much wider, has cast a harsh light on the UK games press in particular. The close relationships between media and PR have uh, have been excoriated. Uh, Corruption... Um, and impropriety have been alleged, wagons have been circled and your jobs have, and jobs have been lost. I would love to hear your take on the issue. Hopefully your unique perspectives will have some interesting light to sh- shed on this rather sorry episode. Love the show. Paul. So last, uh, last week we were in Game City, weren't we? And the games industry... But the games media went a bit mental at each other. Really did. We were we were preparing for our karaoke evening, and suddenly Twitter was going mental. We thought it was to do with us, obviously. Yes. <laughs> just just the excitement building. It was and so operating the One Life Left hype machine. Briefly, what happened was uh, Robert Florence wrote a piece on Eurogamer, which um, pointed out that some uh, members of the press were tweeting f- to win a competition for PlayStation 3's the Games Media Awards. Uh, he then uh, named a couple of those individuals and suggested that. Uh, the relationship between PR people and the games industry was far too close. Apparently, we, we should not be able to sit in a room together without feeling uncomfortable. And I know that's true for you, Anne. <laughs> I feel constantly uncomfortable <laughs> when I'm around any Well, exactly. You. Yeah. Any you. But, um, uh, so then people got really annoyed about it. Um, and then there were uh, talk of legal action. The piece was edited and uh, Robert quit. You're a gamer. But what made it worse was this uh, editing because... There's nothing the internet loves more than a good cover-up. And that's, and that's interesting. I mean, I, so first of all, what were your thoughts on the story, uh, collective uh, individuals? Rob, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, what are my thoughts on the entire thing, like yeah. the entire scenario? Yeah. I think it was um, a mountain built by an interconnected series of molehills, essentially. It was one thing which exploded into another thing, which exploded into another thing, which exploded into another thing. And when you get back down to it, it was some drunk people tweeting with a hashtag. It seems to have been brewing for a while, this sort of I think hostility, I think. Um, yeah, I, supp- I, I suppose so. I, I'm not sure how helpful it is to openly discuss um, the state of of games journalism and how legitimate it is because especially if you discuss it over twitter because i understand that open discussion is a good thing but i think what we saw last week on twitter was sort of a mob mentality some definite bullying going on yeah it's heartless speculation 
it reminded me of the Jeremy Kyle show, to be honest. Right, Lee, what were your thoughts? That's funny, I just saw the Jeremy Kyle show for the first time uh, on, in the hotel the other day, and uh, uh, even though I'm speaking as a US journalist and not a member of the UK press corps, uh, just as we have Maury in the US to counter the Jeremy Kyle show, we have some similar problems probably in, um, in our media. I definitely agree with Rob that uh, it was really ill done to uh, mob attack individual people, but I was sort of pleased to see the discussion come to light because I think that openness is valuable um, for anyone in the work that we do. And I don't disagree necessarily that there are some people who are uh, interested in participating in the product-oriented fan culture that uh, PR sort of propagates and they're friends with PR and they love their favorite franchises and to that extent they sort of become uh, arms of PR in like in the after the fashion that a community manager would be and I think it is important to define roles and I think that uh, the games press on either uh, on either shore suffers from a sort of self-esteem problem where they can't just be fan writers. They feel like they need to go get crowned with games journalism prizes. And uh, I think it was ill done, definitely, to attack individuals who may have just been participating as as fan writers or, or those that were being enthusiastic about particular games. There's nothing wrong with being an enthusiast writer. I feel this strongly that you can be an enthusiast writer. Just don't ask for a journalism award for being an enthusiast if only writer. We could be crowned more. Often. Yes, that would be. Yeah. But I was. I think Lee makes a really, really good point that a lot of the people who there's this huge the word games journalism, I think, is misleading. A lot Absolutely. of the people practicing this are games writers, right? They're writing about games. I, when I was at Edge Magazine, never ever would call myself a journalist. I did very, very little journalism. I don't think you needed to say journalism in that sentence. Right. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, I, I really enjoy writing. I always, always have. But I have no qualifications that make me a journalist. I'm terrible at interviews. As listeners to One Life Left <laughs> may have noted. Um, and, you know, there's, there's all, of these, uh, all of these people who, who are not necessarily showing the ethics, the rigorous ethics of journalism... But then that's kind of not what they do, um, and they, you know, they write they write excited pieces about about games as I did, and some of those pieces are great. Um, one of my colleagues today raised an interesting point, which was that uh, he's a he's a game developer like I am, and he said that he follows a lot of games journalists because he likes to get games news. And then he was astounded that all of this thing was such a big story amongst games journalists because it's all games journalists getting excited about themselves, their own industry, about this tiny scandal and someone losing their job and all of this sort of thing. And he was like, but this happens all over the games industry every week. There are hundreds of people who lose their jobs. There's all kinds of corruption. There's scandal everywhere. And it made me think that perhaps the best way of fighting this, you know, this perception that games journalism isn't great is by games journalists or those who want to be journalists investigating the games industry yeah. rather than themselves. I agree with that. I, although, I, I, you know, I, my, my day job is one of those evil PR types. Um, I don't think that the, uh, the conspiracy is as deep or as wide as people would like to, like to believe. Is. And I think that... Yeah, and I, I think... Um, I mean, I was reading some comments that, and they sort of made me laugh and people go, you know, scores are being paid for all this sort of stuff. Now, just look at what's happened in the charts today. Medal of Honor um, has gone in, in at number one, a game that has got fives at best. Yeah, pretty much fives uh, across the board. Yeah, and it's <laughs> The funny thing is it didn't get much marketing either. No. I, so I, there is a real disconnect between what people want to play and what we think they should be playing, mm. clearly. Um, so, yeah, I think discussion is important, but uh, the conspiracy theorists, I think, was slightly... I totally agree. The problem isn't that people are being bought by... Uh, we made a lot of jokes about the free PS3, but the problem is not that our opinions are being bought and paid for. Um, I think the problem is that a lot of people enter games journalism because they want to be close to this culture that they love, and that sort of um, excludes their object a little bit in the way that we think of when we talk about journalism and fair coverage of the industry. All that said, One Life Left is still accepting we are. return GMAs. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. If, if, you, you feel, if you feel affected by this I mean, story... Perhaps you should, really. <laughs> yeah. You should look at yourself. If you've won a GMA, maybe you should think about who, who really <laughs> deserves exactly. that award. Who you want to be. And far be it from us to suggest that it's us. <laughs> but it's us. <laughs> also accepting PS3s and bribes of more than $60. Rob and Lee, thank you ever so much for coming on the show. Sorry to end on a little bit of a sound. And I don't think we did this topic justice. We go about seven minutes. Mm -hmm. But uh, let's do a special one day. Thank you for coming on, Rob. Thank you. We so can much. We read your words where? 
Uh, cvg.co.uk and Lee hi thank you for having me I am at Gamasutra Edge I, I am doing Vice Creators Project right now and I occasionally am writing non-game stuff at Boing Boing and Thought Catalog these days and where can we see a picture yeah. of you <laughs> in Edge <laughs> <laughs> Simon we forgot to talk about Reads Like a Seven ah, oh, let's do it next time, time. Yeah. okay thank you so much for listening we've been One Life Left <laughs> and we'll see you next week okay, bye bye <laughs>